Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of Screen Champs. I'm your host, Dubs. Here with my co-host, the Madman Moan. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? How's it going? It's going, man. It's going good. I have a mouthful of granola still, but... Yikes. All right. And we will restart <laughs> this episode in a minute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Intro ASMR is just a bunch of granola. It's those Nature Valley granola bars, man. They go everywhere. Yeah, those are... I mean, that's they're they're messy for sure. It's uh, no, there's no right way to eat it. There's just frustrations, <laughs> you know. But we're not here to talk about food. Anything interesting going on in the world? Yeah. So I, I'll bring this to the table. Oh, there's this guy. I guess like famous poster guy Enzo Schiatti. Uh, he was an Italian artist and illustrator. He okay. passed away. He did over like three thousand movie posters. Like he did the artwork. Okay. And that's what a life, you know, like, yeah. what do you do for a living? I make posters, I make art, and I'm Italian, and my last name's Schiatti, so I'm living the life. But it got <laughs> me thinking, <laughs> it got me thinking, like, that's that's a lot of movie posters. I, I collect, I mean, I don't have 3,000 movie posters, but I, I have quite a few, mm. and it just got me thinking how movie posters are so important for movies, especially the iconic yeah. ones. Oh, wait, sometimes what? it makes the movie, or sometimes it just—I don't know, man. S- sometimes it makes the movie. You think? I think so. Okay. Sometimes, <laughs> for sure. Hey, that's. I'm not like okay for sure. It's like that movie sucked, but that poster was tight. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, there, there are good posters. There's definitely good trailers too. I respect that. How many posters do you think you have? Probably like thirty. Okay. I would say that we <laughs> both um, have access to posters probably better than the average person. And I am not good at keeping them. So there, there's one that I had for a long time, and I, I finally got rid of it. It was like an Eva Green Sin City poster, which was Ooh. fire. Uh, but I think it was Sin City 2, actually. Yeah, so posters. So what are, what are your prize posters? Uh, any from this uh, I don't know, Enzo Bugatti? What's this guy's name? Uh, <laughs> just, I don't want to be rude. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't have any uh, uh, of his. I have just my my movie posters, the ones that I like. I feel like it's like collecting vinyls. It's always like things you like. Like I, I feel like I started collecting like movie soundtrack vinyls, and so when I'm mm. collecting these posters, I'm just collecting movies that I enjoyed. I wouldn't necessarily say they're like iconic or or um, like the best, but for me, like in in my heart, you know, it is. And Five Hundred Days of Summer is my my like gold like it's my okay like I, I will protect that at all costs and it's not even that protected though it's, it's kind of beat up because i've had it for years but <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the one that's like most prized possession you know that's gonna be my in my will when i die for sure like someone's gonna inherit that what i've been obsessed <laughs> with lately i would say probably for the last like i don't know maybe the last couple of years is like the the variants like the um, stuff on like the, there's a website called Mondo, and they oh yeah they make a lot of uh, you know, very Mondo unique fan. special editions kind of stuff like mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. fan art all those things I, I I mean there's a couple Instagram accounts too of artists that do really cool stuff that I yeah. I just cannot get enough of and I'm at the point now where I'm not remotely interested in the theatrical poster at all I'm trying to get that like random like someone made little you know random fan art that really just speaks to me like and i want to and i'm starting to think that all the american stuff kind of just sucks i feel like every variant poster i've seen or variant artwork of like blu-rays or steelbooks is always better overseas always 
No, there's there's something to it, like the alternative ones, or um, I feel like once you see that first studio poster, it's kind of whack, and then once you see the, the second, the third, like the last one, like this is the last poster, mm. it's always better. And I get what you're saying, because I, I, I do have a La La Land poster and Whiplash. I yeah. love those movies so those much. good movies, yeah. And the posters of it, it's not like it's it's first one. It's it's the one that has like nominated for Academy Award. You know, yeah. like it just has a bunch of like, you know, this is what this person said. This is what this person said, and and there's just a lot of words on it. It's more words than actually just like like pictures of the actors and stuff. But I I love it. I I, yeah. I love it so much, and and it um like the aesthetic of it is 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 rad. <laughs> well, yeah, but you love the movie. Yeah, it's I also really, love the movie. Like it could be, it could really be anything on that poster. If it relates to the movie, you're like, you know what, cool. Well, yeah, yes, yes, and no. Like, um, I I have this place beyond the pines poster up there. I love the movie. I'm looking at the poster more and more now, and it, it kind of looks like a bad poster. Like if it's if, if Ryan Gosling wasn't in there, then I would not have this poster up. It, it looks like it could be a bad Lifetime movie. Um, yeah, I almost want to get rid of it now. <laughs> oh, that's Boy. so sad, man. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie, but more and more when I look at the poster, I'm like, man, this looks. I have to look more. I think I do have to look more into what you're talking about with um, the people that are making these custom posters. Oh yeah, I've I've seen some cool fan arts. I've seen some cool some cool ones, you know, in in my friends' apartments and in rooms, and I'm like, yo, where did you get this at? They're like, oh, I bought it. Online off this guy on eBay or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he made it for me. Like, that's what? yeah. Well. That's the play, man. Like I I have these. They're so they're they're goosebumps. They're like they look like old goosebumps covers of the books yeah. by R.L. Stein, but they have like modern movies. And so I have two Hereditary ones because her- oh. I'm just obsessed with Hereditary. Yeah, and uh, those two Hereditary posters with the goosebumps on it. It's just the coolest thing in the world. And I, I just yeah, how can you not have these things? They're so great. <laughs> that's freaking tight. That's that's where that's where I'm at with my poster. I, I stopped like. I feel like I stopped really collecting just the ones that came out because I'm I'm in this custom game now. It seems like it's the it's the it's the move for sure. Three thousand posters, bro, man, that's crazy. Yeah, how much money you think uh, you made? Uh, in Italy, I don't know. Probably like uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that. Does. I just don't know. Could be Yours anything. Is paid in like wine bottles and. Oh yeah, I like that. All right, yeah. Rest in peace to him. Shout shout out the poster game. Uh, big fan. Uh, one of the things we talked about in the last episode is, is comedy dead, you know, especially not dead, but just the way that we consume stuff on the apps and TikTok and all those things. Like, I felt like movies just didn't, weren't as funny anymore or not, not really the same, the way they used to be. And and maybe that's just the way just things naturally change or I don't know what's going on, but either way, we said, we're going to look back the last five years. We said since 2015 and get our top five comedy movies. Of the last five years, kind of like five years and a couple months. So we put our list together. For me, I don't know how it was for you. For me, this was actually a little bit easier than I thought. I actually had to kind of dwindle it down a little bit. There was a couple options. There was a couple things that I took away. Definitely got some honorable mentions. Um, But yeah, what what about you? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely hard for me because I haven't seen some of these movies that that are I mean I haven't seen some of these comedies and so <laughs> when I was doing my research there's a few that I just haven't seen um and I don't know if it's because when you talk about like in the last 5 years maybe we got older maybe things we like kind of changed but none of them really gravitated towards me and I feel like the ones I did watch 
I I just man, I did not like him. Um, okay. One that's not in our list and an honorable mention, but was the one with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. Um, Central Intelligence. Man, that movie was trash. Oh yeah, that's not. Uh, there there are no Kevin Hart movies on my list. Uh, unfortunately, sorry, Kevin. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, but see, I I feel like I've just been let down when I I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give this one a shot. <sighs> oh no, I mean there were there was a ton of bad ones. I definitely there was a lot of movies that I was like, yeah, that wasn't that great. And yeah. there was a lot that. I enjoyed, like, I would put, there was, like, Tag was probably one of them, and Blockers was another one where I watched it. I thought it was funny, but it didn't it, it didn't really stay with me it, past mm-hmm. that viewing experience. I didn't really think much about it. Definitely don't have it on Blu-ray or anything like that. <laughs> and the other thing was there wasn't, there was a lot of movies that um, were funny, but they weren't necessarily comedies, or they were, like, an, they were comedy, but the comedy was secondary, or it was, like, a, a kind of a weird, quirky comedy. And I was kind of looking for more just straight up, like, this is supposed to be a funny movie. Sit down, you know, laugh, eat your popcorn, kind of enjoy the movie kind of thing. So some of my honorable mentions were things that popped up on comedy lists, mm-hmm. but things that I felt like didn't really fit the list that we're talking about right now. Because yeah. there's definitely funny movies. Like one of them, Sorry to Bother You. I think it's uh, awesome movie. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's not really like a comedy in the sense of at least what we're talking about right now. So, uh, well, why don't you hit us with uh, number five on your list, uh, Madman? Number five is uh, it's a newer movie. It's a movie that we've already talked about, but for sure, Palm Springs. Um, Classic. Slid in there. Uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. 2020. Uh, plot stuck in a time loop. Two wedding guests develop a budding romance while living the same day over and over again. And we've already talked about it. We've reviewed it. It was uh, in our top ten uh, list yeah. of uh, movies last year, and it's it's just a, it's a funny movie. I somebody just repeating each day and just craziness and zaniness in there, and and it, it was just it was it, I mean it's funny. It was it was good. It was funny, and like I, like I say all the time, it came at a time where I think I didn't need it, but I did, and and I'm just so happy that. It's something that's kind of recently because, um, like I'm telling you, when I was looking through these these movies and these lists, I was like, "Damn, man, there's there ain't really no I'm funny here." Guess you followed me. What's going on? I tried to stop you. But what is this? When is this? Yeah, about that. So, this is today. Today is yesterday. And tomorrow is also today. It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have heard about. <laughs> that I might have heard about? Yeah. Yeah, Palm Springs is great. I put in my honorable mentions just because I don't know why. I was like, ah, is this like... I mean, it is it is a comedy. I don't know. It probably should be in my top five, honestly. But um, whatever. You know, my, my number five here is Game Night. Jason Bateman, vehicle. Super funny. Just yeah. one of those one of those movies. It's a straightforward comedy. You know, there's you know, it's a game night. It goes wrong, but the highlight of this movie for sure. Well, there's two things. One, Jason Bateman continues to like just kind of be the best part of all the movies he's in. Like, there's he yeah. he has this really. He's so great in these comedy movies. It's great because you think about other movies like some of the dramas he's been in, like The Gift mm-hmm. and things like that. And he he's really good in those. But he's just so funny, and he's such mm-hmm. just so sarcastic. It, it always seems to play, but Jesse Plemons, he is the scene stealer in this movie by far. Every scene with Jesse Plemons, really? the crazy neighbor, is 
hilarious. Oh, he's a creep, dude. If you, you haven't seen this movie, you were saying, <laughs> I'm going to send you a clip. Yeah. He is so funny. And he's just he's just a creep. So shout out Jesse Plemons in this. Uh, I said I'm going to put respect on your name. And it's continuing here on Game Night. I do hope you keep me in mind for any future Game Nights. Where you bet. I've always enjoyed the camaraderie of good friends competing in games of chance and skill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll do that. But um, it's nice. Just, just, just two of us. Three bags of Tostito scoops, I notice. It was a special on these tonight. Three for one. Three for one? Yep. How can that be profitable for Frito-Lay? These corporations? I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> oh, you two enjoy each other. It's often we don't appreciate what we have until it's gone. So yeah, uh, good for him, man. Good for him. I feel like you know everyone hates him, but um, <laughs> no. Well, in the movie, chance. in the movie, everyone hated him. He's a weird guy. But uh, uh, man, hit us with your uh, number four. Oh, number four. I've got the disaster artist. Mm. Uh, came out in 2017, so it's not that old. Um, but uh, pretty much James Franco, he portrays uh, Tommy Wiseau. Sure. Who's a freaking weirdo? Weird, weird. Uh, yeah. No one knows who he is. Like, right? Weird yeah. guy. Um, but the movie's pretty much about him and his friendship with uh, Greg Sestero, who's like, I guess, an up up and coming actor at that time. This is like years ago. Um, and they, you know, they have a weird, unlikely friendship. They end up making a movie together called The Room, uh, which is uh, described as one of the worst movies of all time. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's a terrible film. And so <laughs> the movie is like. <laughs> You know, kind of making fun of that, you know, making fun of the production. It's got uh, James Franco, you know, his brother Dave Franco is, is playing the best friend. And um, you've got some, uh, you know, some comedy gold in there with like Seth Rogen and um, a bunch of other peeps. It's, it's not, like I said, it's not the best comedy film. But for me, I just love it so much. There's so many really good lines. I feel like James Franco, he directed this. He did such a good job kind of illustrating how kind of dumb and and funny the room was or even how just Tommy is because he's a freaking weirdo, dude. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of really good scenes. There's a small little cameo with Zac Efron, and I just freaking love the scene that he comes out so much. Next to this one. All right, yeah. Digital camera. Sorry about that. Yeah, get the two okay. cameras. Let's go, everybody. Come on. Let's go. Is it Denny and Chris uh, What do I say? Okay, we go over lines. Don't worry, don't worry. You right, do the so line, right. I do with the okay. actor, okay? All right, people. basketball here, and this guy come over, Chris R. Chris R. come over. He's going to demand money, okay? Cocksucker, motherfucker! Five fucking minutes! Jesus Christ. Okay? Good, any questions? Um, yeah, uh, how, how, how old is my character supposed to be? Like your age, like 15, 16-year-old boy. And I'm 26. Same thing, okay? You look great. Okay, and, and uh, sorry, uh, can I call him Chris instead of Chris R? It's just, I don't know why. No, he's named Chris R. You call him Chris R. <laughs> Fucking motherfucker! My God, this guy monster. Fuck off! Okay, we go. You got it. And don't be Brando today. You might hurt yourself. All right, picture's up. Let's roll camera, roll sound. C-109, take one. Speed. Action. Hey, Denny. Hey, Chris R. I was looking for you. Yeah, sure you were. Need my money, right? You want to play some horse? You want to play some fucking horse? Where is my fucking money? Yeah, it's definitely unique. I would say that I... So me personally, I did not 
like it that much when I saw it. It had mm-hmm. it for me. It was like, oh, I like all these acti- actors. So there's always just that general charm of like, oh, I like James Franco. I like Seth Rogen. This is cool. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I was like, okay, I'm good. But then since you saw it recently, did you buy it or have you just been watching it on like streaming? I've just been watching it on streaming. Okay, <laughs> so when you caught it on streaming recently, you were like, bro, have you watched this movie? It's so funny. And listening to you talk about it makes me laugh. So it makes me like feel like I'll appreciate it more if I watch it again. Or it's like one of those movies that I just need. Like if I like the first time, I just it just didn't click with me. But if someone yeah. threw it on again, I'd be like, oh, this is kind of funny. And by the third time, I'm like, yeah, this is probably the funniest movie ever made. So I think it's one of those where it'll grow on me the more I watch it. Because There's listening just... to you talk about it cracks me up. <laughs> Number four for me, I got Booksmart here. So this one came out in 2019. Uh, I just, I was, it was one of those movies. I was excited to watch it. It was coming up, kind of looked like a female super bad. Yeah. I saw it and I thought it was funny. It, it hit the notes I wanted it to hit. Um, there's like a couple guys in this movie that are scene stealers. Again, they're for sure hilarious. <laughs> like every single time they're on screen, it's yeah. funny. Like there's one part where they're like at a murder mystery and this guy's coming down the stairs like, he's dead. Who's dead? My husband. Okay, Ellen, (laughs) you don't have to do your entrance every time somebody arrives, okay? (laughs) He's been killed like a dog in the street. I only know sorrow and grief. Okay, you're at a 10. I need you at a 2. And the way he says it is so intense. (laughs) And I was just like, I love everything about this right now. But the, you know, it's friendships, camaraderie. It's just fun. Watching everyone together. And uh, I, you know, Booksmart, it's on the list. It's it's one of those two that, that has really good, like, Rotten I think it's like 95% of Rotten Tomatoes, like, super yeah. highly rated as well. But I think, you know, it came at the right time. It kind of hit a lot of familiar notes while still being unique and kind of a fun story. So, uh, yeah, Booksmart, number four for me. I feel like I just have to give it a, another rewatch because I might have, uh, I might have didn't, you know, I I might have not given it the time it needed you know I, I probably already counted it out yeah well that's i mean it happens yeah it happens to all of us that's why i love talking about movies like this because like even we're gonna review thunder force a little bit later i cannot talk about that review without going in saying also i pretty much hate melissa mccarthy you know, that's just something that you need to know like if i'm gonna tell you how i feel about a movie you're gonna need to know so if you talk about book smart it's like yeah you know so honestly going into it wasn't really excited i, I mean i just I, that's why I really like this this kind of uh, medium, right? But yeah. one of the things about Booksmart that j- pulled me in immediately is yeah. like she goes to pick her friend up and she kind of goes comes down the stairs and she's like dancing and then her friend gets out of the car and they just start dancing in the street and that's like any like like friends dancing or singing yeah. it just pulls me in every it's single like time every single yeah, time. Yeah. All right, what you got for uh what you got for number uh 3 for us, man, man? I've got when you so when we talk about comedy films and there was a heyday of comedy films with the Judd Apatows that we were talking about and and all those actors uh, that were in all those movies I feel like they're in like every movie I feel was kind of a sequel to each other which it wasn't but all the same people were in there is all a different story and so funny um, Sausage Party I got Sausage Party with number three. hey yo también my friend me. Sausage yeah. Party number three. Oh, you have Sausage Party 2 number 3? Oh, yeah. My oh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying it's like, it's 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 a, it's high in my list, right? Yeah. But 
when I look back of like movies that are really cracked up, I cracked up in Sausage Party. It reminded oh, me so much yeah. of This Is the End, but with like food. Um, yeah. And and it was funny, and then it was wild, and then it was really wild. Well, um, um, yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> the the ending of Sausage Party is like the one of the most it, right? intense people, thing. Oh yeah, for sure. This. I mean, it's is intensely like I wrote my synopsis uh, about Sausage Party is it's a movie about the meaning of life told through the lens of over sexualized grocery store items. Like it, it's so crazy because as the movie is going on, it's kind of like this this metaphor for like religion and you know they want to get picked and chosen and then go to the great beyond which is just outside the grocery store doors and then there's people being like it's not what you think you know it's very the movie's not deep but like it, it kind it is kind of deep it's like not deep and deep at the same time and then uh, deep takes a whole nother meaning at the end of the movie if you know what oh, i'm saying the woke police is out there uh but yeah the end of the movie is absolutely insane i mean it's <laughs> it's just crazy but it's one of those things where you know you talk about your experience watching a movie that was like a, a midnight screening is you know probably filled i probably had like 20 20 to 30 people in this auditorium and everyone's just ready to see a raunchy movie and that's exactly yeah. what we got and so everyone's laughing everyone's having a good time and by the end people you know freaking out just howling with laughter like it's it's just one of those great movie experiences in general sausage party is a winner shit girl carl girl carl, carl, carl. dude we slept in again the song's about to start. Shit, Frank! We can't miss the song. Barry, wake up! What? Uh, uh, I'm up. I'm up. This song is such an awesome way to start every morning. It's just a super nice way of showing the gods how much we appreciate everything they'll do for us once they take us out those doors to the great beyond. God, I love them so fucking much. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Corn's about to start singing. Drop it, Corn. You got the best voice. You're the man, Corn. You rule. Take it away, bro. It was wild. I, I feel so bad because I know... It's advertised like it's a kid's movie. I mean, it's little yeah. food and they're talking and it, it, it's kind of funny and its trailer looks kind of cute until it gets crazy. But I remember, <laughs> I think one of my aunts took their kids to go watch it thinking it was a kid's movie and Yikes. the horror that ensued was like the, the kid probably had the time of his life. Like, yeah. I thought it was probably the best movie ever. Well, I mean, I would say it goes, it's R rated immediately like as far as <laughs> yeah. language wise like it's r-rated right away like oh, they yeah. don't they don't take a second but oh, and yeah. then but yeah if your if your nephew was there till the end of that movie then holy shit uh, that's <laughs> you don't need sex set anymore right i know <laughs> that's a wild that's wild, wild situation all right so we both had the same number three what do you got for number two number two i'm, I'm i am cheating a little bit but mm. um I, I laugh in this movie so much, and uh, I have Jojo Rabbit number two. That one came out okay. twenty nineteen. Pretty much, this is what the movie is about. It's about a ten year old Hitler Youth member who finds out his mom is hiding a Jewish girl in the attic, and and that's the movie. He's com mm. uh, he's contemplating with his morals and life and what he really believes in, and so he confides in um, his imaginary friend who's Hitler. Played by Taika Waititi. Might have butchered his name wrong, but uh, <laughs> it's funny. He's the imaginary, he's like a fictionalized version of, of Hitler. And uh, um, he was also the director and writer of the movie. 
And it's the writing in that movie is is so damn good. It, there's a reason why it won an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay because it's 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 a satire, right? There's a lot of moments mm-hmm. where it's kind of poking fun of kind of the craziness that ensued during that time. Yeah, <laughs> but crazy, it was so funny. The craziness was, of Hitler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it just everything everything that everyone believed in. It was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it, it was just so damn funny. A lot of really good moments. I I say that I'm cheating a little bit because it is a comedy drama, and I try to stay away from like dramatized. Com- you know, like I I just wanted things to be really just a comedy. Just all it is 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 just funny, and and I, I couldn't really find any. It's probably just on me on the movies that I've seen, but I, I laughed so hard in uh, Jojo Rabbit. Rebel Wilson's funny in it. Sam Rockwell hilarious. Um, a lot of good scenes that they steal. Yeah. A lot of good uh, comedic scenes. Sam Rockwell is uh, always great. He's definitely the reason I started watching the movie. I was yeah. on a cruise. I turned it on because we were like taking a break, even though a cruise is already a whole break. But even <laughs> even just eating all day can get tiring sometimes. It's like, oh, gosh, I need to lay down. I'm so full. <laughs> and so we're like, oh, Jojo Rabbit. And I ended up knocking out in like the first 30 minutes. But, I, you know. <laughs> Always excited to see Sam Rockwell, that's for sure. He he kind of has like that Jason Bateman effect that you were talking about where he steals so many scenes. Oh my He's gosh. Just so good. If there was a movie with those two, I'd I'd watch it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make <laughs> yeah. something happen with them. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's we're gonna make that happen. I know. <laughs> Screen chat move over, Brad Pitt. We're producing movies now. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, so my number two movie here is a 2015 movie. So this oh. is the oldest movie on my list, and this is going to be Spy. So okay. a couple a couple minutes ago, I just said uh, I'm not a huge fan of Melissa McCarthy. That being said, she was in the movie Spy. And this is actually, fun fact, the highest rated comedy that Melissa McCarthy's in. Close second behind it is, of course, Bridesmaids. This yeah. was directed by Paul Feig, who also directed Bridesmaids. So... Melissa McCarthy is best when she's with Paul Feig. That's what you need to know. Um, and normally she's not. So spy. So it's about like some, you know, it's it's about a spy and she's working from base at the computer, kind of telling them what to do and ends up having to go in undercover. But the movie itself, just so funny. She's not playing the normal Melissa McCarthy role. She is more of like mm-hmm. an understated role. Like her character is almost like kind of shy and reserved. And the scene stealer in this movie by far is Jason Statham. That guy is out of control in this film. You really think you're ready for the field? I once used defibrillators on myself. I put shards of glass on my fucking eye. I've jumped from a high-rise building using only a raincoat as a parachute and broke both legs upon landing. And I still had to pretend I was in a fucking Cirque du Soleil show. I've swallowed enough microchips and shit them back out again to make a computer. This arm has been ripped off completely and reattached with this fucking arm. I don't know that that's possible. I mean, medically. During the threat of an assassination attempt, I appeared convincingly in front of Congress as Barack Obama. In blackface? That's not appropriate. But everyone's funny. Everyone's great. Spy is... It's just one of those movies where I didn't expect to love it because of how I feel about Melissa McCarthy. And I walked out of there like, well, this is just terrific. And I'm waiting for the sequel. Cannot wait. That's funny. There's going to be a sequel to that? Oh, no. I, don't, I, I hope so. I'm just, you know, because it's... She has to it's do so something. Good. 
Just to do something. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mamma, what do you got for number one here? Number one, I, I feel like we might have the same number one. Because I think you, we have to, you, because if you haven't mentioned this movie, well, I know you like this movie. Yeah. So there's no way. You have, so what? what is it? Okay. Okay. It's Popstar. Hell yeah. My God. There's no, there's no question that this was going to be number one. There wasn't a question. <laughs> this is the best comedy in the last five years. Hands down. Hands I have down. a sweater. Yeah, I've got a sweater of that movie. Hands down. That was gifted to me. <laughs> yeah, if you have not seen Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping, watch it. I don't know where you can watch it. Maybe we should tell people. Let me look it up real quick. That's a good one. Um, you can watch it at my house. I have to do <laughs> COVID's over, so we can hang out. <laughs> Let's see. Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping. All right, it looks like it's available on YouTube for $3.99. Okay, so it looks like VOD is not streaming anywhere, but it's for sure funny. You should watch it. Now, this is definitely a spoof. This is kind of <laughs> like a spoof on, I think, the Justin Bieber, uh, like yeah. Never Say Never. Like, that's kind of the basis of it. Yeah. But this is a story of Connor for real and the Style Boys, and uh, it's just a great mockumentary. It's so well done. Lonely Island, Andy Samberg, super funny. Yeah, and the music—the music takes it all away. The music in this movie is—it's just hilarious. I mean, it's what they do anyway. They make funny songs, you know, all the way from like "Dick in the Box" on SNL to you know "I'm on a Boat" with T Pain. They—they just do funny stuff. So I mean, it makes sense they'd be able to make funny songs. But damn, this—this—it's just fun. Yeah, it's—it's all my favorite things from the Lily Island. What they do, and uh, I know they did a lot of SNL digital shorts and. I freaking love them so much. I feel like this movie has a lot of those moments, a lot of scenes that could be considered like a digital short and, and shout out to all the songs and the music videos that they did and they appeared. So it's a freaking pretty big catalog of just songs that they made for the movie. And, yeah. uh, and it's so good. I almost want it, man. I feel like if I was a little bit more prepared, we could have done like our rankings of the songs from that movie. Okay. Cause there's so many good hitters. Yeah. Um, I might've been a little intoxicated when I watched it. So might that might've helped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those movies where you kind of needed to, you know, I would say there's, there's definitely movies you don't want to be drunk during. I would say this is a movie you can be drunk during. I just know I was drunk when I was watching drive and it was an awful experience. <laughs> Ryan Gosling's red. It was yeah, it was so bad. I was like, is someone gonna talk in this movie? And I was like, why is it so hot in here? I'm sweating. I I feel like I'm breathing really heavy. Like I I was, I was drunk. You know, like it just wasn't good. It wasn't good. There's a lot of silence. It's just you there. They just going through it. Yeah, I was stressed out. I was like, someone needs to. Oh, this movie needs just something. (laughs) Yeah, I was freaking out. So this is this is a movie where uh, your drunk self will enjoy themselves. I'm sure. So there's a thousand songs because immediately. When I had this in number one, I'm glad you do too. I was like, ooh, we can send ourselves off with a song. And, um, I, you know, so I really like the Finest Girl, the Bin Laden song, but I feel like it's just wildly graphic, <laughs> even though everyone should listen to it. It's just. You know, do you have a line? Do you curse. have a line from that song? So, okay. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> it's wild. It's, you know. Yeah. Let me hear it. Hold on. Let me get the lyrics real quick. Because, all right. I mean, the, the premise of the song is. That girl- And then they say that over and over, whatever. But then there's a part where it's kind of like the bridge and Andy Samberg singing. And um, he hits us with this girl requested in a to bring in a climax with the clinical efficiency of the assassination of Bin Laden. 
and it's just like <laughs> it's just such a ridiculous like line. Yeah. But the way he does it is just so funny. And and yeah, I it's just oh gosh. And the like, like it it just it plays like the song, it's kind of it kind of bumps. Like if you didn't know it was a joke. And if it wasn't funny, you'd still be like, hey, this is a banger, bro. He's going in. You would think, like, Justin Bieber or someone would have, like, released that song. Like, you would have thought, like, that, like, this this seems like it's very, it's very, very real. Like, I, I'll see this for sure. Things in my Jeep featuring mm-hmm. Linkin Park. Like, you see things like that happen all the time. And yeah. it's, you know, dumb little concepts. But he, the way he does these songs, like it's almost like he's taking on a persona that you already see in in like media and stuff. And no, it's great. I mean, it's, so many of the songs are good. I would definitely recommend even looking at the soundtrack just because it's funny. But it's funnier. You gotta watch a movie and then go to the songs and really appreciate it more. I think for me, the standout, and they're all great, is the uh, Equal Rights song, which is making <laughs> fun of the Macklemore song, where he's like, yeah, whatever that Macklemore song is. They're making fun of that. It is so funny, and that that might have to be the send off song because it's just, it's just, I mean, it's just funny. It's just a good movie, great movie, best movie of the last five years. I'm glad, I'm glad we came together on that. The yeah, the song was uh, same love, same love. There we go. And it, like Pink, like Pink is in there doing like the like the chorus, right? Or like <laughs> yeah. she's harmonizing or she, yeah, oh yeah. Like they, they were able to get all those people. Like, they were able to get so many. Uh, Oh um, yeah, the movie has artists. so many cameos too that are just oh heck hilarious. yeah! Shout out to uh, Justin uh, Timberlake as the fish guy. Oh yeah, he Mr. didn't fish. He didn't play himself. <laughs> he was like acting it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, even like Fifty Cent's in there. Nas, like Usher comes out too at the end. Michael Bolton sings a song with him. Like it's Michael crazy. Bolton, man. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Bolton, man. That's my guy. Akon, he's in there. Seal. What the hell? Oh yeah, Seal gets like, killed by wolves and shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's a wild movie. Definitely it's worth watching. a wild watch. line. <laughs> Discrimination. It ain't right. I'm not gay, but if I was, I would want equal rights. I'm not gay, but if I were, I would marry who I like. It's not fair. I'm not gay. That the government has to say in who can love who not gay or to which God you can pray on a gay. It gets me so angry on behalf of them. I feel passionate, not gay. So I pray for them and I say for them, we need to make a change, not gay. I see it clear as day. This area is not great titties. We need equality and for all to see that this is the new way. And not gay, it just seems not gay. Wrong, not gay. That no one seems to care. Sports, we can't continue to pretend. This not gay. Madness has to end, not gay. Yeah, I was born this way. Straight. You were born your way. Gay. Gay or straight, straight or gay, it's all okay. Sure. It's time to make a change. Yes. You know, Connor's heart is so in the right place, and I think it's such a great social message. Maybe a little bit muddied by his rampant gay paranoia. He's not perfect, so I guess that's what we can blame him for. All right, so now we, we got to hop in here. And so this, this is kind of um, necessity because of the fact that we have the Oscars coming up and we've not reviewed all the Oscar movies. So I'm proud of us for reviewing as many as we did. And I think this is probably the first time in my life that I've seen every best picture nominee. So shout out, shout out to me, shout out to you. 
Um, you know, look at us. We're movie people, you know? Shout out to the father. That was the last one. I almost didn't watch yo, it. Yo, yo. Imagine that. Oof. Oof. You, high ranks. Out. 94 on that one, right? 95, you know what's 94. so funny? Oh, yeah, 95. You know what's so funny? Yo. I probably would watch that movie five years from now and then be so immersed with it. Yeah, like, oh, why didn't anyone like, tell me about this? You're like, hey, man, I, uh, yeah, I saw it five years ago and I told you about it. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Okay, everyone knows this feeling. Everyone knows this feeling when you like yeah. tell your friends and because for whatever reason, inherently your friends just don't trust you. I think they know too much about you. Right. Yeah. Because you tell your friends like, Hey, you got to watch this movie. It's great. And people are like, yeah, whatever, dude. And then, yeah, like three weeks later, they're like, Hey, so I, dude, I read this thing online that this movie came out. It's supposed to be really good. I saw it. it's, it's dope. Have you seen this movie? And you're like, yeah, fucker. Like I told you about three weeks. Like what the hell? And it's like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah, my bad. I just, I, you know, I don't know. Oh yeah, I like hold that in my heart. Like I just oh, it hurts. It hurts. Someone becomes like a supervillain. Like we talk about origin story supervillain. Like that would be. Me. <laughs> I gave you a movie recommendation. You didn't care. <laughs> now I'm the movie hate guy, and I'm here to kill you. Yeah, or it's always like I hear this a lot too. Oh, someone from work said this, and I'm like, oh okay. Am I a joke to you? I literally <laughs> have a movie podcast. You know, you don't give a shit what I have to say. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. No, we're good. We're good. It's yeah, fine. you write that. You write that down. Like write that note down. I was like, so what? Is, what's your uh, friend from work's credentials? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, tell me their favorite. What's their top five? What's their top five? Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm oh, not they're crazy. They're a funny guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're funny. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crazy. Um. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, but we do have three movies that we have to review, and so those three are the Trial of Chicago Seven, Minari, and Promising Young Woman. So, for the sake of consistency, we're gonna give you guys. Quick reviews with scores and three-word reviews for these movies. Uh, let's start with the Trial of the Chicago 7 here. I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of set this off. This is a movie that was in my top 10 of the year. I don't think you had seen it by that point. But it, it's just, you know, Aaron Sorkin wrote and directed. He, he's great. I, I like his writing. I like his style. I like the way his movies come together. Even though this, I wouldn't even say this is one of the best Aaron Sorkin movies. And I don't think it's the best movie um, up f- f- for Best Picture this year. I it's I would recommend anyone to watch it. It's great. It's engaging. It's super entertaining considering that it's filled with just mostly dialogue. But it's that rapid fire, fast paced dialogue. Aaron Sorkin's the same person that did Social Network, Molly's Game. You know, it, it's these movies that really thrive in that environment. So my score for this one is going to be a solid ninety, just right there, ninety. Um, and my three word review is um, "Be Better, America." Because it's a movie that happened in like the uh, the the sixties or whatever, and it's like problems that are still mirrored today. So it's like let's figure this out, please. Uh, so I don't have to. I just want to watch TV and relax, you know. And then uh, people keep doing terrible things on Earth. So just uh, be better, America. My three word review. That's that's good. I I I man, I feel like yours is better than my <laughs> than my three word review. My, my three word <laughs> review sounds more like a description of the movie. Okay, well that's um, fine. That's fine. But. <laughs> I, I'm gonna hit you with an 83. Um, I think it's a good score. I think it's a fair score. Yeah. And and my three word review is gonna be uh, funny courtroom yelling. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it was funny, but that I mean, it's funny it to was say. Funny it. man, Sa- Sasha Baron Cohen. You he, know what? You're right. He really he made was, it for me. Like yeah. he, 
Because it was a moment where I didn't like the movie. I was watching it. And I was like, man, this mm. is, I'm not. I'm not really. Feel, not that it was bad. I just wasn't really feeling it. And then next thing I knew, I just became a little bit more immersed with the, um, okay. with the actors in the movie and and Sasha Barry Cohen, someone who I didn't think I was gonna really enjoy in the movie, um, like like more than like yeah. someone like Joseph Gordon Levitt or even um, yeah. Freaking uh, John Carroll Lynch, who I love, I love John Carroll Lynch. I think he 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 did a good job. I if anything, I I thought he was going to be someone that I was going to like. Oh, the movie's so great because of John Carroll Lynch. Um, Sa- Sasha Barry Cohen, man, I feel like he he really stole it. He was really good and um, really funny. <laughs> Just really funny moments, dude. A lot yeah. of really good fun stuff. Yeah, he was he was a standout for sure. I mean, of a of a really talented, as you're alluding to, ensemble cast. Oh yeah, super talented. I mean, he's Sasha Baron Cohen. I do feel like, well, this doesn't take anything away from it, but when you're the comedic relief in a drama movie, it's like you, you kind of put yourself in that position to you yeah. know, be the standout. But yeah, he was super fun. Yeah. And do it right. <laughs> he did it right. You know, like it's hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it was, he was, ter- it was, I, I didn't think that was going to happen, but yeah, it was, it was good. And um, I feel like 83 is the fair score. Yeah. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Let's hop here to Minari then. So, uh, Minari here is another one of these movies that I feel like I could talk about for a long time. We've oh, talked yeah. about it on this on this podcast probably two or three times already. We're both huge fans of it. I don't know exactly what your score is going to be, but I know it's way up there for us. I also knew when I watched it, I texted the Madman. I was like, I know you're going to love this movie. There's a couple things in this movie that feel like you may have put them there yourself. It's, it feels like tailor-made for you in a lot of ways. It's, you know, it's a story about, a you know, an immigrant family trying to chase the American dream, you know, start a farm, just be independently wealthy, work for themselves and, and, and really do that while still taking pride in who they are, taking pride in their cultural identity and being proud of that as well. And them just interacting with their environment. This movie is not overly dramatic. It's not remotely cynical. It, it doesn't. It doesn't beat you over the head with anything. It's it's almost like it's just a nice story. They deal with hardships, but it just feels genuine. It feels real. It, it doesn't feel forced or over-exaggerated in any yeah. way. Just Good such time. a sweet, genuine movie. Uh, Minari, for me, is getting a nine, 94 out of 100. And, uh, and my three-word review is it uh, made farming interesting. <laughs> <laughs> It did. <laughs> it really did. Wow, that's funny that you uh, scored it a 94. That's exactly what I scored it too. Nice. And I don't know if you can see it in my screen, but it uh, it's not fake. I didn't, I didn't just you know steal, steal your number. Man, it's such a good film. I, I, I love that you said that it's simple and not really exaggerated. Sometimes yeah. you see exaggerations and you see it kind of der- like derail and – and and you see it kind of take away from the simplicity of it, and and this movie doesn't need to be extra. It's it's just a nice mm-hmm. movie. There's a lot of family involved, and I I feel like it really hit home because of the family, right? The struggling family, you know, um, immigrants, you know, like just coming over and and just trying to live the American dream. Yeah, and um, and so it it really like hits home. Like all the acting is great. Like every actor, like this, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, St- uh, Stephen Yeun from from The Walking Dead, another Walking Dead guy. There's there's life after The Walking Dead, you know, and he he found it in this movie. You know, <laughs> yeah. he, he was able to do a good movie, kind of come out of that and 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 do well and all the supporting, you know, 
actresses, the little boy, the grandma, the freaking mm-hmm. Coach Yost. Like, just, yeah, you know, Coach like, Yost. <laughs> my guy. Everyone kind of made the movie. It just it, it, it made it well. And um, my, my three-word review is going to be <laughs> family heals all. There you go. There's Very a lot sweet. of struggle in this movie. Um, but it, there's a lot of family, uh, a lot of good vibes, and a lot of healing on, on all ends of the spectrum. And yeah, and it's such a damn good film. It, it is good. It's just it almost felt like a like a palate cleanse. It was just so refreshing. How how did you watch it? I uh, so my parents have a legally like jailbroken fire. Yeah, stick. see that's where I and so yeah. I saw it that way. Yeah. yeah, I well I watched it too. I just downloaded it. I couldn't figure out a way to watch it. So hopefully they're making ways to watch it because I mean we we were seeking this out because we were just so excited to see it. Oh yeah, but you know, but there was no, there was no way, there was no theater showing it. There was no way to buy it on demand. It just wasn't available. It's it's a twenty four too, and um, I always want to watch these movies that that freaking company with the poop out. Like I just always wanted to watch it. Yeah, I did just look it up right now. It does look like it's now available a uh, video on demand. One of the uh, twenty dollar ones, twenty dollar. Oh okay, yeah. Little twenty dollar hitter, man. So you got to make a night out of that. Yeah, you got to. Yes, sir. Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah, maybe a Sunday mid. You know, Mm. dinner or something. You know. Yeah. Watch it it after church. It's definitely got that sun. It could be like a Sunday midday vibe. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Good. Good movie. Really, just sweet movie. And um, okay, so now let's hop into a movie that's not as sweet. Uh, Promising young woman. Uh, probably this is another one of those movies that um that came out and it was kind of hard for us to access. And I also had to download this one uh, because I was super excited to see it and had oh, yeah. no way of actually watching it. So promising woman is the um, story of some, essentially this woman, a, a traumatizing thing happened in her past and she's kind of seeking out vengeance on the people who caused it. And throughout that. Now, when I was going into this movie, I thought it was like a legit horror movie. In the sense that oh. <laughs> the trailer kind of shows that she's like, you know, like she's pretending to be drunk and then guys will come up to her and be like, hey, you know, easy victim. You know, she's trash. You know, I'll bring her home. And then when she gets there and they try to make a move, she's like, hey, I'm actually sober. You need to stop. And they're like, no, no, no. And she's like, no, seriously, you need to stop. And they're like, well, I'm a good guy. You know, and she's like, well, what's my name? Like, ah. But I thought from the trailer, I was like, bro, she's killing all these men. Like, this is insane. So I was expecting a lot of blood. Um, I was expecting yeah. a big, big murder thing. Uh, didn't really get that, which I, which is the, the movie's all the better for it, for sure. But I was expecting just this off-the-wall kind of like super, you know, vengeance horror movie kind of thing. And what I got was a little different, and I really enjoyed it. It's definitely one of those movies that, you know, you're rooting for the main character a lot. It's one of those, I mean, Bo Burnham uh, and Carrie Mulligan are terrific in their roles in this movie as the kind of the people heading it on. And uh, I I don't want to give anything away. uh, So I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's a great revenge story. I think it's, I think it's done really well. I I think the ending is kind of wild. I know people have a lot of opinions about it. Overall, it's kind of like a it's kind of hard to put it in a box but it's uh it's a good thriller it's a good it's like it's part thriller part romantic comedy uh part just kind of crazy revenge movie oh yeah and yeah. uh yeah I, so for this one i'm going to this is getting to 89 and my three word review is uh, get them all 
which is just a uh, note to Carrie Mulligan. <laughs> yeah. My my uh my my score is very close to yours. It's a ninety two. Okay. And three word reviews just don't trust dudes. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it was, it was, first three word review that came to me was like be better men, but I already told America to be better, so I was like, well, I can't just say everything. Be better. Um. So yeah, <laughs> don't I, trust I dudes. Say, I like it. I'm a good guy because that's what they keep telling her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it 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 reminds me, you know, when you talk about rooting for her, and and it, it reminded me a lot of like Men on Fire mm. with Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington and Karen Mulligan are two completely different people. Um, yeah. But they have purpose. In those movies, they want to get revenge. It's like that revenge kind of thriller yeah. action film. And this movie is not an action film. But she hits you with this energy. Like, you just, like, don't want to mess with her. And you don't want to keep telling her that you're a good guy. Because that's yeah. that's not true. She's hurting. Like, you're not. You're, you're caught in the act. You know, like, that's. Yeah. That's that's not good at all. And so I, I I really enjoyed how she is over here handling it, taking care of business, doing what she has to do on a mission and and the way that they crafted this movie with these actors and, and these mm-hmm. these male actors that are generally, you know, funny guys, quote unquote good guys. <laughs> um it just does it in a nice, tasteful way when you're like, Wow, that's that's this uh, freaking Brody guy is kind of weird, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's not as as nice as I thought he was gonna be, but whatever. Um, and and shout out to Carrie Mulligan; she's getting some recognition from it. Um, it's it's a dope film. Um, when you talk about iconic movie posters, I I, I don't want to say the movie poster for this one's iconic, but it reminds me so much of Rocky Horror Picture Show. All right, well, that's our quick review. You know, I I, I mean, uh, I almost want to say I don't feel bad, but. You know, there's those quick reviews are no testament to the quality of those movies. It's just we want to get them in before the Oscars uh, because we know that you guys are obviously winning. You're like, we haven't watched these three movies because we don't know how you feel about them yet. Well, now, you know, and um, <laughs> and I guess the other thing, too. Well, we oh, man, we messed up. We didn't um, we didn't say like what we were rating them by. Oh, well, oh. let's just handle that real quick. Yeah. So promising a woman, we could rate that by. uh um, we could do like cocktails. Cocktails. Uh, those literally on the tip of my tongue. All right, cocktail. Yeah. Cocktails for promising young woman. All right, so officially that's what uh-huh. we're so. And then Minari. Uh, we could just do Korean vegetables, <laughs> or we could do crosses. We'll do crosses for sure. It's okay. gotta be crosses. Okay, crosses. I knew you'd like that. All right, so crosses. My man just mumbling in the house and shit. Um, and then. <laughs> Okay, so crosses for Minari, and then for Trial of the Chicago Seven, we just like fought power, power being fought. Yeah. Um, hippies, we can do hippies. Hippies, let's do hippies. Let's do hippies yeah. for Trial of the Chicago Seven. Shout out those hippies trying to change the world. <laughs> uh, all right, Good job, man. <laughs> so I would say another uh, slow news week here, but we got a couple trailers. Trailers we've already talked about, but new trailers. I would say exciting trailers. So oh, yeah. the first trailer that came up is Army of Darkness. This is the Netflix Zack Snyder, the one where they put out the quote saying, no one stood in his way. This is Zack Snyder's vision. <laughs> Don't ask us to remake this. Um, oh, also, real quick clarification. I did get a message about Red Band trailers. That's something that we've said a couple times on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, just in case you don't know, Red Band trailer is just the R-rated trailer. So it's like... Uh, it literally, the, most trailers have that green, like this is approved for all audiences. That's a green band. And uh, the red band is just 
It's red instead of green, and it's approved for restricted audiences. So that's what that means, just a heads up. But anyway, Army of Darkness, new trailer. I think on the last one, I said I was not too, like... I mean, I was excited about the movie, but the trailer wasn't necessarily exciting. This trailer is exciting. So, uh, Madman, what'd you think? It's so exciting because there's no way this goes right. There's just no way in hell <laughs> these people go to Vegas and, and everything works out. You know, they're doing a job. There's a lot of money stowed away. Like, there's no way that doesn't go wrong. And then mm. this trailer showed me a lot of things that I had fears, right? Because these zombies are freaking nuts, dude. They're like on heroin. Or I don't know what's up with these zombies, but they're smart. Like, they could communicate with one another. Yeah. They remind me a lot of like the like the creatures in I Am Legend, like the way that they're communicating with each other. They're not just mm. dumb zombies walking around. They they have a whole plan. They're ready for these guys, and um, they're ready for this you know kind of this Suicide Squad like ragtag team of mercenaries kind of coming in. It's freaking dope. It, I mean, yeah. it, it it's exciting. Dave Bautista, he's so good that people are saying that he is probably better than The Rock when it comes to these type of movies. Mm. And that that freaking rocked me. But I was like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Hey, so, like, pun Dave, intended. Dave Bautista's pretty, pretty badass. Yeah, he's, he's a cool guy. I, I think that, I mean, what you were saying about the zombies being organized was uh, probably easily the coolest part of the trailer. Like, at, at least just an X Factor thing. I also saw when when I looked it up that the movie's gonna be two and a half hours long. I might have mentioned that just a second ago, but that's that's a long movie for sure. So he he sounds like he really made his movie. Zack Snyder loves long movies, so two and a half, Jesus. two and a half hours long to tell the zombie story. But yeah, they're organized. They're <laughs> uh, they're doing their thing. So I'm I'm excited if it's like super bloody, super gore. Like it's supposed. This movie has to be over the top. Like these kind of movies, yeah. they can't, you know, be tame. They can't, like, oh, we didn't. So, and it sounds like he got to be over the top. So, as long as they deliver that, it's kind of hard to go wrong. I think. There's, I mean, there's a zombie tiger, bro. See the zombie tiger? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> it was tight. And then the zombie Elvis. You have to have a zombie Elvis. Yep. Which I think I've seen before, but every time I see zombie Elvis, I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, too. yeah. It plays. It's not. I mean, it's very Vegas. <laughs> yeah but um but it's dope i mean it's i think it's gonna be really it might be the best film of the year oh man. you know you know what will be an underrated i, I like that i do think i know you're just, i know i just cut you off but i do think i already said to myself when i saw the trailer i think this is gonna be my favorite netflix movie so far you know that the zombie elvis i feel like probably the one of the most prolific things about vegas that people really talk about is the um the people that stand there in those fluorescent shirts and just hand you um, little postcards with prostitutes on them, those people, if they, <laughs> they're yeah, just they standing, slapping the cards and handing them out, yeah, and shit. yeah, yeah. like the, you know, if they're in there, you know, still handing out the cards because they're hard workers. You know, those people, they're they're out there all day and night. Everyone's just you know taking the cards, throwing them, laughing. They're everywhere on the ground, but they just keep handing them out without any cynicism in their heart, just handing out those cards. So. If they're in this movie as zombies still handing out those cards, it it would be the movie of the year for sure. <laughs> it's going to be so badass. Yeah. And uh, the next trailer, which is, I, man, I hate I hate to give it more airtime, uh, but uh, Fast 9, <laughs> Fast 9 has uh, come Let's out go. with a new trailer. This is like a three-minute epic, and uh, they're going to space, people. The the Fast Nine they're they're going to space. The director came out said he was talking to like physicists or sci or whoever whoever you talk to about space things. I'm not going to pretend to know. 
And uh, but he's talking to NASA, whoever. They're going to space. So, Madman, I, I know you're excited about this, or I'm assuming you're excited. Are, are you excited about the uh, Fast Nine movie trailer? I'm, yeah, I'm freaking pumped. I here's what I'm more excited to see though mm. is because we've already seen the evolution of uh, Dom uh, Toretto, freaking Vin Diesel's character. Mm-hmm. This guy's a superhero. Like, he's for sure a superhero. Like it's it's it, yes. It, I'm excited to see the scenes where I'm like, he should be dead, but he's not because he's a freaking superhero, you know? And, yeah. And, and it takes, you know, every movie for him to be stronger and stronger. We're, we're going to find out he has superpowers or something. He freaking clotheslines John Cena, like just midair, like just freaking clotheslines him. Everyone's fine. Um, He was rolling in the freaking truck or, or freaking vehicle. I don't know what, he jumps off of it, lands on the floor, rolls. Yeah. I would be dead when I play pickup basketball with my friends and someone just, you know, breaks my ankles and I fall down a little bit like that stays with me for like a month. Like I'm <laughs> and they're like, man, man, why? Why are you hobbling? And I'm like, ah, a sports injury, you know, and <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, pick up basketball sports injury. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I'm not a freaking athlete. Yeah. But <laughs> like, yeah, that stays with me, man. I don't know why Don Toretto can just do everything and, and stay alive. This my man like fell down in some deep water. Like, doesn't your head explode if you go at, like too 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 below? I don't know. No, I you you're you've said that. I mean, people have compared them to superheroes, but I think the most honest thing this franchise can do is say so. Yeah, somewhere around like the second movie or the third movie, well, Vin Diesel wasn't in it. Uh, he got bit by you know something. Uh, he got bit by a Nas tank uh, on a vehicle, <laughs> and uh, radioactive Nas tank. Yeah, and so and now he literally is a superhuman person, along with everyone that was working like in that garage at the time, which is why they're <laughs> able to continue to do these things. And because yeah, it, it really is the only thing that makes sense at this point. But I'm excited for the mag. I would say the magnet stuff looked cool. You know, there's yeah the 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 magnet car. Yeah, the magnet car. I'm a fan. Like he brought him in. They're like reverse it and just shot him out. I was like, that's dope. I enjoyed that. So there, there's some cool stuff for sure. Because a lot of the things that people say, oh, that looks cool. I'm like, well, sometimes things are just so ridiculous. It's not impressive. The magnet stuff, I believe it because uh, they use magnets and Breaking Bad to like you know do stuff. So I believe in magnets. Yeah, I'm excited for that. The, the yeah for the magnets. Well, there's a plane that picks up that car, right? The magnet car. Maybe yeah, I think so. When think it, fly, so. it it drives off the cliff, yeah, and then the plane comes picks it up. Slow. Yeah. Man, we need we need that, bro. Like, <laughs> let's get that in our in our army right now, or like you know like special teams or. We need things like that. I need a magnet car. They showed the magnet car a lot. It's like, hey, so what's new in this movie? Oh, we got a magnet car. Yeah, it's like space and also magnets. Vin Diesel's a freaking you know. superhero. Like that's it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Brother that you know, like he hasn't seen. I love how John Cena's schooling him about family. How he never turned back on family. Yeah, turned back on me. And they're brothers. <laughs> Was that weird to you that they're brothers? Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Because yeah. there's also like a race thing. Like I don't know what Dom Toretto is racist. I don't know if he's Italian mm. or I don't know if he's Hispanic or he was meant to be Hispanic. Like, I don't know. Like John Cena is clearly not 
Hispanic, or I guess he could be Italian. I don't know. He's John Cena, though. Like it's it makes no sense. And he's kind of a stoic yeah. actor. Like I, I I love John Cena, and I really want John Cena to be successful in movies, but he really hasn't been. So this year is kind of a make it or break it deal with Fast and um, the Suicide Squad because uh, I feel like he he could be great. He was great in Trainwreck. I know he had a small role, but. Um, he was hilarious. Like he, he, if he could be funny, I, well, I didn't see blockers. I don't know if he was funny. Yeah. I was about to say blockers is, I mean, funny. I I think he's like a very, very serviceable actor in his roles. Mm. I I think, uh, I mean, I think he's likable, but I also don't think he's excelling. I mean, you know, I say make or break. I mean, he's, he's in all these huge franchises. I think, I think he's doing well, but as far as like, being respected or something it seems like he's kind of just doing that rock the rock formula right now but also rock is a very profitable movie star i would argue he's not really like necessarily a hugely respected actor right he's just kind of a respect like people love his personality and he's you know so i think john cena is just trying to follow those footsteps but the problem is he's following the footsteps of one of the most likable celebrities of all time like the rock is insanely likable and not only that like likable in 2021 because the woke police is out there. Even Kevin Hart, who's also a pretty likable celebrity or what, you know, he's cheated on both of his wives. He cheated on his first wife with his current wife. He cheated on this wife. You know, it's like he had all the gay jokes back in the day. Like there's all these things that, oh, that just come up. And then the rock is over here. Just, uh, you know, squeaky clean still, you know, yeah. throws out some sex jokes here and there. That are the kind of weird. And uh, young rock and people, People are saying, you know, he keeps alluding to it. Like, yeah, maybe I will. You know, thanks for your uh, support. Who knows? But uh, it's it's hard to find an unimpeachable actor, but it's also hard to come behind him. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, oh, John Cena, like, doing what The Rock did. It's like, oh, but we have The Rock already. Like, yeah. So, poor John well, they, Cena. Yeah, Hollywood's put, you know, everyone's pushing, you know, like, you see Hollywood do this all the time. They just push people, and I mean, I I'm I'm nervous about John Cena in this movie because it, it could be bad. It could it could be bad. It could be terrible. This this movie well, could yeah. be the worst fast movie in all of his franchise. We have no mm-hmm. rankings of it, but in yeah. my heart, I feel like this could really blow up and be kind of like a almost like a spoof, like a spoof fast. Yeah, I mean, well, there's the the built in. It has a built-in like magnet for criticism where it's just it's like, ah, it was kind of dumb. It's like, yeah, yeah, bro, it's not a term paper. You're not supposed to think about it, you know. So it's like if you're like, yeah, this was kind of dumb because they did this, they're like, turn your brain off, man. So it's like, even if it's a spoof, like it, I feel like it'll never register. It's just so like Fast and Furious movies just live in a bizarro world where everything is okay and there's no accountability for their stupid movies. And maybe I'm just a grumpy person. So there's that no, too. I think- I think you're absolutely correct, man. <laughs> Boy, am I going to watch it and be excited? Damn right I am. I mean, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. All right, so now let's hop into our review here for Thunder Force. We got the number one movie on Netflix, at least at the time of recording. If people have any smarts, that will change very soon. Um, this is written and directed by Ben Falcone, the director of other Melissa McCarthy vehicles, Tammy, The Boss, Life of the Party, Super Intelligence, now Thunder Force. Fun fact, these are the only movies that he has been a part of, and he's also Melissa McCarthy's husband. So nepotism oh, yeah. is real, it's happening, <laughs> and we're all being punished for it. This movie starring Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer, Jason Bateman. Rotten Tomato score here is 24% with the critics, 23% with the audience. 
No one seems to like this movie. Madman, are you going to be Thunder Force Saving Grace? Are you going to come in and say, you know what? You're being too hard on this movie. How do you feel about Thunder Force, the Netflix original film? Well, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I feel very bad about this movie. Ooh. And there was a moment when I was watching this dubs, and I thought to myself, this could be good. Mm. And that moment just came and went. Okay. And and I feel like, man, if I if I was just involved in this film, I could have made something out of it. I, <laughs> All I, right. I gotta hit up Ben Falcone. Because Ben Falcone's a funny guy. You know, he's he's Yikes. he's a funny guy. He when I mean he was, now he's just <laughs> this is like the sixth like bomb. You know, like it's ruining uh Melissa McCarthy's career. I feel yeah. bad how things are going at home. I know they have two wonderful kids and I know they have a wonderful family but i i i know i I just keep thinking about freaking malcolm and marie and they're gonna have their own situation like at the home (laughs) from here it's like you see these reviews rolling in and ben's like hey melissa i'm sorry and she's like you're ruining me yeah (laughs) aggressively eating mac and cheese the whole time too (laughs) um (laughs) but um but I mean the the good is Melissa McCarthy. I I really I gen I I like Melissa McCarthy. I I think she's mm. funny. Every time she's a guest host on SNL or when I see her in maybe in smaller roles, I feel like she steals it. She's just funny. She understands how to be funny and and do a little kind of slapstick. You know, kind of just improv. Um, she does a good job doing that. In this movie, she she can't really do it right, and I feel like when she does, it just comes off kind of sloppy and weird because her character is like this, like you know, kind of drunk, kind of rocker chick, you know, who's yeah. you know, had a kind of a tougher life. Um, and Octavia Spencer is just so boring. So that like next to Octavia Spencer, it's just it doesn't fit well, which is weird because I read that they've been friends for like twenty years. Yeah. And it seems like that 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 chemistry is just not there. It almost seems like Melissa McCarthy's character is is just being annoying, um, which I don't think she she was supposed to be right, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I don't understand. I just don't understand how this movie couldn't have just been like a spoof. I, I feel like if it was a spoof, it, it would have been funnier. I feel like it kind of took itself a little bit too seriously. There was a weird like romance plot that I just kind of didn't really understand. <laughs> and um, and then I'm <laughs> there's like superheroes, right? I like superheroes. I like the origin story. You know, that's where I was like, oh, okay, cool. I could kind of dig into this. And then um, it just it it just never really picked up. It was it was kind of long and and boring. I don't know the runtime on this movie, but it felt like it was a long time. Yeah, it's about a it's like an hour and forty five minute hitter. Uh, it's not too crazy, but yeah, it's I watched it in two sittings, so that that seems to be a trend in my life now too. I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna pause this and watch it later. I've never done that before ever, uh, but that's where I'm at. Yeah, we'll siesta. Well, I think now, so I mean, I don't know your score obviously yet, but I, I think now there's like certain barometers for movies, and one of the barometers that I can use, at least for people that listen to this show, is like. Even the madman didn't like this movie. That's how bad it was. Uh, because yeah. if you're not, you know, I thought maybe there's a chance that you were going to be like, you know what? This movie had some had some like good stuff going on. Um, it really didn't. You know, the only there's only two things I really liked about this movie. And I almost like, like I mean, it's fine. First of all, it's the movie's fine. You can sit there and watch it. And it's, you know, it's it's not like super offensive by, you know, yeah. it is what it is. The couple things I liked about this movie 
One, you're talking about the weird romance subplot. I actually found that hilarious. Uh, that <laughs> every scene with her and Jason Bateman. So Jason Bateman yeah. plays like a, a miscreant. That's like what the uh, the bad guys are called in this movie. And movie. he literally has crab arms. And um, and there's a part like when he like runs out of a room, he like crab walks out of the room. It's hilarious. <laughs> so Jason Bateman, again, scene stealer for sure when he's yeah. there. And there's these like the first time that him and Melissa McCarthy are in the same like building together, same room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just kind of like <laughs> it's like the middle of a robbery. And then they just stop and start like flirting with each other. Yeah. I found that stuff hilarious. And then yeah. that it went a lot further than that to oh, where yeah. she's literally putting spices on his arms. And there's like a, a weird kink, uh, <laughs> yeah. kink fetishes over here. That old base spice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get you. Uh, I'm going to throw you in the jacuzzi and get me a little broth. Like, <laughs> the best part, though, which is also like the cringiest part, is where they're sitting at dinner and she starts rubbing butter on his, on, like, his arms. <laughs> And he's like, oh, what are you doing there? She's like, I'm oh, just buttering you up. That cracked me up. So th- those parts made me laugh. The only other thing I really enjoyed about the movie is something I talked about a little bit earlier with uh, Booksmart. Is there's two scenes in this movie where uh-huh. the characters, Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer, they're best friends. And they're just singing songs. I'm a huge fan. I'm a sucker for that every oh, yeah. time. Oh, I yeah. love when friends sing. I love when friends sing with me. Fun fact, if you're with me and I'm singing, uh, sing along. And uh, you got a friend for life because uh, there's nothing I like more than just singing where I'm at, singing with people and doing personal concerts for myself and others. So yeah. those scenes, those draw me in. Like the trailer starts with them singing. And I was like, oh, my God, I might actually like this movie. But uh, th- those were like the only things I liked. Nothing else really hit for me. Didn't find much else funny. But uh, the Jason Bateman scenes and the singing played. That's about it. And there's uh, uh, there is chemistry between Melissa McCarthy and um, Jason Bateman. They've done movies together. I think oh yeah, like the third movie they've done together. Yeah, Identity Thief for sure was the main one. And it saves you know it. it that's why I, I I did enjoy the Jason Bateman scenes in there. And and when I'm talking about like, hey, just play with it a little bit because if you take yourself seriously then this is not going to work out well. But if you kind of spoof around and kind of, you know, like Jason Bateman's playing to do with crab arms. Like that's just, <laughs> that's, that's like, Hey, um, Jason Bateman, we need you for this movie. Okay, great. What's my role? Oh, you play a miscreant. You have, uh, you got crab arms, man. I was like, Oh, what is a superhero movie? <laughs> yeah. I have crab arms. Like, yeah. You're a bad guy. I was like, and I have crab arms. Like, yeah. All right. Whatever. And he just handles it. He's a professional, you know, yeah. Does the crab walk out or something? Yeah, but the crab walk, it had to be his idea. Like, I, I know that he went in. He's like, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny it. if I just crab walked out of here? Because there's no way Ben Falcone, because everything else in the movie wasn't that funny. So there's no way he came up with it. I'm convinced. Damn. <laughs> uh, right? Right? It had to be it had to be him. I, I don't know. I think if they just made movies not together, I think they would both have better careers. I think you're obvious, you know, Ben Falcone's obviously banking off of Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. She is the big name here. And, and, you know, Ben Falcone, he's like, I'm saying, man, he, there's, there's some, there, that, that guy has to be funny. There's something funny in him for sure. There has to be, um, because they keep giving him money. They keep giving him opportunities to make movies with his wife and, mm-hmm. um, I I don't know what's I don't know what's going on, but there's those moments, you know. There's a few a few moments, and uh, 
Unfortunately, you know, it just didn't really take off. All the Octavia Spencer moments, I just kind of cringed a little bit. I like Oct- Octavia Spencer. I-, I think she's great. I don't, I don't think she was a good f- fit for this movie because it seemed like she was just uninterested. Like she didn't, didn't really care. And then there was those moments right where they're kind of like joking off of each other and they're kind of like, like vibing. I, that felt like a little like, yeah. Worse. It none like, of it felt weird. I mean, I think the, you know, there's like. It's just the classic, like, one person is, you know, like, super outgoing and kind of crazy. That's Melissa McCarthy. And the other person's more reserved. That's Octavia Spencer. But it just, it, it almost played, like, just obnoxious and uninterested versus, like, I, I don't know. It it just, yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. It just <laughs> didn't really play for me either. Um, that, uh... That uh, dinner scene, the, that dinner scene with uh, Melissa McCarthy and his women. That's like, I'm a 32 year old woman. I'm 32. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I'm so dumb, bro. I googled. She's like 50. I'm like, of course. Oh she yeah, is. there's like, no way. The yeah, dude, she's. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot, dude. I'm so dumb. I, I am also the same guy that thought Prince Philip was freaking, uh, you know, same age as Mariah Carey. Hey, it happens. It happens. I'm dead now. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, my man was ninety nine walking. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, man, I I I don't know. I I like Melissa McCarthy. I'm now it seems like I'm just defending Ben Falcone. I feel like I resonate a lot with Melissa McCarthy. I feel like I'm the Melissa McCarthy in my friend's life and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, bro. But whatever, I'm I'm taking it. Yeah. It's power move. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also saying I'm like really funny and I'm on the last Yeah. I don't know. As someone who enjoys your company and hates Melissa McCarthy, I'm gonna say you're not that person. At least for me. <laughs> At least for me. Uh but <laughs> all right, well but how, yeah, how do you man. wanna how do you wanna rate this movie? Uh we could do like we could do a raw chicken. Oh, raw chicken's good. You're bro, you're so good at this. Yeah, raw that chicken. Raw chicken is looked so gross. Do you, do you want to know what it actually really is, or do you want me to just leave the mystery behind? What what is the raw chicken in the movie? What they oh like what they use instead of I mean, well, I know they they're not eating raw chicken. I mean, I I didn't look what what were they eating instead. I'm also dumb. I thought they were eating raw chicken. Well, dude, they'll get like salmonella. You can't eat raw chicken. <laughs> I'm dumb. I thought like oh, it's a just, movie. <laughs> Well, all right, hear me out. Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, he ate of like a bison's liver or something like that for, um, okay, for uh, the revenant. So actor's been there before, <laughs> and he's vegetarian. He said he had to do it for the movie, and I was like, "Amen, brother." Okay. So I thought they were eating raw chicken. It's not. It's actually like Korean, like pears or something. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's cool. Hey, green pears, that's fun. And on that date seat, <laughs> it was like, yeah, I was, I was thinking about the chicken. Yeah, it's just like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just. What, do you also like raw chickens? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was the whole the whole plot was ridiculous, but it just cracked me up. It just, it, yeah, it was random, man, when that happened. Oh, I'm down with raw chickens. All right, for sure. Uh, well, hit hit us with your score first because I'm curious how low it's gonna go. I almost feel like I almost feel like you don't have it in your heart to like even because as this review is going on, you're like, look, Melissa McCarthy's great, Ben Falcone, he's done a lot of good things. I, I feel like uh, I'm just curious to hear what you guys say. It's it's gone up for sure. It's it's for sure gone up. <laughs> <laughs> it's still pretty low. I think it's my lowest reviewed movie, which sucks, man. I don't want it to be that. Uh, it's, uh, I'm gonna hit you with that twenty five percent. 
Okay. 25? It's 25. 25%. I think it's a little bit higher than the critics and the audience score, but um, <laughs> I just, in my heart, I can't go any lower. In my heart, I can't. Okay. There are some yeah. little scenes. Even just talking about it right now, I, I think our assessment for the movie is funnier than the movie. And maybe that's just because we're funny. Oh, we're hilarious, bro. They <laughs> <laughs> were funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to hit you with that 25%, man. I'm going to hit okay. you with that 25%. That uh, three-worder? That three-word hitter? Three-word hitter. Another Netflix movie. Yeah, That's exactly what this is. Yikes. And, and I don't know if, if Netflix just doesn't care. It's no. not good. And Netflix is just down with just, you know, releasing movies that are just not great. I don't know if they know how to find the movies that are not going to be good and they just get them. And just I don't know. Because I feel like every time there's a Netflix movie, it's like, oh, it's 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 tainted a little bit. Where you would think like, dude, I sold my movie. Oh, sick. To who? Netflix. Like, oh, man. Bro, you're going to be done. Like, yeah. You're done, bro. That's how much did you get? Like, oh, I only got like two million. Like, two million? Oh, bro, you're toast. Yeah. Should have been a mini series or a yeah. TV show because those are hit. They they hit. They're great. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. TV shows work and that's everything else doesn't. I mean, <laughs> it's so interesting how that is, right? The movies fail, but then like like for instance, the show you on Netflix, like it, it it came out on Lifetime and it was not a hit. Like people just didn't watch it, but it was also on Lifetime. You know, so how how are people even aware of it, right? And then yeah. it comes on Netflix, becomes this phenomenon, and then all of a sudden, boom, a second season's coming out because. After after the first season aired on Lifetime, they weren't even going to do a second season. So, really? you know, it's crazy how the Netflix effect for TV shows is very drastic. And it seems like the movies... But at the same time, you know, we're saying this. I'm sure there's a lot of people that enjoyed this movie. I mean, I, th- I, I probably not. But there's got to be well, someone. number one. Well, I, uh, so earlier you did say, like, look, it's not, like, terrible, right? It's not, like, you could watch this Friday night. You could have yeah. it on. Kick back. You want to turn off your brain, have a few beers, eat some pizza, turn it on. Yeah. You know, it's don't don't take it seriously. Don't. Um, right. Because if you There's do, no you're way to be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> just just have it on in the background or whatever. Yeah. It's Just a few uh, moments. Yeah. Pay it, attention to the Jason Bateman scenes. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not just so bad. I mean, it's but it's really just not very funny. Um my score for this one's gonna be a thirty percent. Um, oh, simply, simply because of the Jason Bateman scenes and the the fact that they sang songs a couple times, and that for me was enough. I mean, the Jason Bateman stuff kind of lingered through the movie. That yeah. was all good. I enjoyed yeah. those parts, and that kind of kept me engaged. Uh, so thirty, I feel like it's fair, uh, and it's uh, yeah. And I keep feel like we're like we're always like five points away from each other in our score. Not every time, but we're always within yeah. five. I just I want to change that, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's I've, I've been doing honest scores, you know. It's not on purpose, not, but not Minari. That was a '94 hitter. Yeah, '94 on '94s, bro. All we all we do is '94. It almost joined my '95 club too. Mm. Sound of Metal set a precedent. Um, all right, well, so that that's uh, that concludes our episode for today. So thank you everyone for listening, and we'll uh, catch you next week, hopefully with some Oscar talk. We'll see if we can get that going. Oh yeah. All right, peace. Hey guys, that sounded great. Uh, can we get everyone to reset? All right, take two.
All right, so I realized when I was listening to the end of that that I did not give a three-word review for Thunder Force. So my official three-word review, if you're listening after this, kudos, is defund Ben Falcone. we got to stop giving this guy money to make movies. I mean, seriously, they're all bad. Him and his wife, they're just not... I mean, I hope they're happy, but it's not working. Um... There's supposed to be some deleted scenes on this episode, and I'm not sure what I did, but I just, they deleted, they got more deleted than they meant to be. Uh, so hopefully in the future there'll be more deleted scenes kind of after the outro runs, just because, you know, there's some funny stuff, and uh, yeah, but I don't know what happened to it this time. Alright, if you're still listening now, you're a real one, I appreciate you, uh, and I'm just going to keep talking. If you, if you felt like all the clips from the movies were a little too much, it's because... I don't know. It felt like when I was doing it, I was like, man, is this too much, like, random stuff in here? But when we were doing it, we were describing those scenes. And I was like, well, it's probably better just to play the scene, like, to clip the scene, than to listen to us, like, butcher it and talk about how funny it is while we're giggling to ourselves and not saying lines correctly. But um, if you felt strongly about that, either way, good or bad, you know, let, let me know. I'm curious to hear it. Otherwise, uh, peace out. Thank you. You're dope. Uh, you're the best. All right. Later.